0: Happy Monday, and thank you for tuning in to I'm Not Gay, My Wife Is. If this is not the podcast you were looking for, I'll give you two seconds. Okay, fortunately for you, I am your host, Sheridan, but I'm going to be honest with you, this was a lot harder than I thought it would be, Uh, but I am excited about the content that I put together for you guys, uh, especially over the next few weeks, so hopefully you stick with me. So, this whole idea started way, way long before I realized it had. Uh, I started saying I'm not gay my girlfriend is as a joke about five years ago when I first started dating my now fiancé. I always got a chuckle or two out of it, so I just kind of kept using it. And I can use it, because for the majority of people, I'm pretty much unclockable. Uh, When people find out that I'm a lesbian, they're usually surprised, which honestly is shocking to me because, I don't know, I feel like I give off major gay vibes but I guess I don't to some people. Um, I'm not super feminine but I'm also not very masculine either Um, but I'm not really directly in the middle so I don't really know where I fit into the typical lesbian mold which kind of leads me to the whole point of starting this podcast which is fuck the mold. I follow a lot of lesbians on social media and I know I'm not the only one because they're all these influencers with like thousands and thousands of followers and honestly how many straight people follow gay people. Yeah. I live in the south so my answer to that question is not many. Not many at all. (laughs) But a lot of the women that I follow. You know, they they all kind of look the same, you know, they're these really beautiful women who live these really picture-perfect lives, you know, they travel the world and, you know, they eat all these really fun foods and their photos are always perfect, like they look like people are just following them around with cameras all the time, which is weird, (laughs) So I'm, I'm really into social media marketing. I'm a nerd in that regard, but I just think it's really fascinating. Uh, so I've done a little bit of research on the impacts of social media influencers, uh, primarily on young people. Um, and by young people, I mean people age 25 and under. Um, and surprisingly enough to me, at least, late millennials and Generation Z influencers generally leave positive impressions on young people. I say it was surprising, but then when I really sat back and really kind of started thinking about it, it did kind of make sense to me a little bit, maybe. So, I'm considered a late millennial or a Gen Z, if depending on the article you read, um, or Zillennial. That's a new one that I've heard, you know, like a few weeks ago, but apparently people born between 95 and 97 possess common traits of both millennials and Gen Z, and I was born in 97, so... I guess wherever you think I fall, that's, we'll just go with that. That's where I fall. But when I was really trying to figure out who I was, I was 17 years old. And when I say trying to figure out who I was, I mean trying to figure out my own sexuality. Um, I was 17 years old and I idolized the le- lesbian lifestyle on TV. I watched Orange is the New Black, which now that I'm saying it out loud probably isn't a great example, but I watched that, and I watched Grey's Anatomy. Um, I was obsessed with Arizona and Cali. Um, I found the L word on, like, some email that I just made up so that way my parents couldn't tell that I was watching it on Showtime um, and just kind of fell in love with all of those characters. And even in shows that weren't primarily lesbian or gay shows, my favorite characters were always the gay ones, or like the ones that looked the part, or had this really edgy feel, which is kind of, for me, growing up, that was what, how I saw lesbians, were these like really edgy women, um, who were super ballsy, and just kind of did what they wanted to, but I immediately fell in love with those characters, and as cliche as it sounds, I didn't really know why, uh, but I also didn't realize that I didn't know why, Until I came out. Um, And then I thought back and I was like, oh yeah, you're fucking gay, bro. And I did say it just like that to myself, which really only (laughs) confirmed the sentiment. But so overall, it really wasn't a surprise to me based off of my personal experiences. But it did shock me. And here's why. So I allow myself to see negative influencers. I don't really see all these positive ones um, in the straight community. The ones that I see are these women, young, very young women, who are shaming young girls about their bodies or telling them that they need to wear more makeup or, you know, here are all the trends that you can do to make your body look like mine. Or, you know, telling young men that they need to be assholes to women to intrigue them or, you know, play these really crazy pranks that hurt people. And that's the way that couples should be. And I don't, I don't want any of that, but I just feel like there's a lot of that circulating through our generation, and I'm not a huge fan of it. But back to the social media lesbians. So the few that I follow are very similar. I am a family gal through and through. I've imagined myself getting married and having a house full of kids and the whole nine yards ever since I could remember. So those women living out my fantasy of what I want in life, those are the women that I typically follow. They teach this unconditional love, and they live in these parts of the world that are open and for the most part accepting, and that's just really comforting to me. But when I sit back and think about it, they are all very similar. You know, they all have very perfect skin and hair and perfect teeth, and they're thin, and they just have these really tight-knit friend groups of other picture-perfect lesbians, and they all just go and do these really cool things together. And You know, they live in these places that they aren't afraid to hold hands walking down the street or kiss their partners in public, and I, they're not like me. And so, when you really think about the people that you follow, especially, you know, aside from your friends or your family, the people that you know, I mean, the people that you're following, are, do they look like you? And these people... They don't look like me, not in a physical or in an emotional way. I'm not thin. I, I don't have picture-perfect skin or perfect hair or perfect teeth. I live in a place that's pretty close-minded. You know, I feel the need to scan a room or sidewalk before grabbing the hand of my future wife. <laughs> I don't have a league of gorgeous lesbians to hang out with and do fun stuff with, but I do, however, have some really beautiful straight friends um, who I know will do fun things with me, and I know that they love me unconditionally, and that's something I'm very thankful for. So if you have that, don't take it for granted, for sure. But you get what I'm saying. And I know what you're probably thinking, you know, well, Sheridan, why don't you just follow different people or, you know, find people that are more like you? But that doesn't fix the problem. Because the problem is that I follow these women because I want to see myself in their lives. You know, at the end of the day, I want to have that picture-perfect lesbian family lifestyle that I watched over and over again on TV when I was 17 years old. I want to be them instead of myself because they look and live in a way that I do not see for myself, and that's a me problem. You know, at the end of the day, gay, straight, bi, black, white, purple, male, female, non-binary, however you identify, we all go through life at some point wishing to be somebody else or wishing to look like somebody else or just live like someone else just to escape our own reality. I'm getting married in a few weeks, which is crazy to me, but I'm getting married to the absolute love of my life. And anybody who knows her knows that she has this heart of gold that is worth cherishing forever. But when I really sit back and think about that and how special that is, I know that I don't want to miss that. And I want to miss it, you know, because I'm wasting my time wishing for someone else's life or wishing to fit in their mold. I know that I'm uniquely me and you are uniquely you. It won't be easy to leave behind the wishing or the wanting because we're human and it's human nature to want, but taking one step towards defining your own mold is a huge step. Those of us part of the LGBTQ community know that, but we often struggle getting past that one step of coming out. It's like we come out and then it's like, okay, here I am. This is who I am. But there's way, way more to it. And especially as we get older, there's just more and more that keeps getting added to it. I'm not the same person that I was when I came out at 17. I'm not the same person that I was six months ago. There are so many different things that I have grown into. So many different characteristics that have left me as a result of me becoming a better version of myself. I'm not gay, my wife is, was started with the intent to help you move past that point. I want to help you define your old mold and live your own life. I'm working through all this myself every single day, so I'm not trying to give you a, you know, one stop, read it all and move on. I want you to join me. I want to tell you my stories and hopefully you'll get to a point where you'll tell me some of yours. And together, we can define our own mold, and we can start to live our own lives. Well, that is episode one. So, if you made it this far, congratulations. You've listened to me talk for about 11 minutes straight or so. So, I would say that you deserve a coffee or a drink or something that you definitely go buy for yourself because I'm poor. But... Thank you for listening, and please follow me on Instagram at imnotgaymywifeis, and I hope you come back next week to listen to me talk some more. Sending good vibes your way.